Welcome to Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk. A little intro. We need some music. Uh, today's episode seven of season two, we are going to be discussing Bush School Admissions and Recruitment, a behind the scenes look. Our special guests today are Catherine Meyer, Director of Admissions and Recruitment, and Ashley Treadway, Assistant Director of Admissions at the Bush School of Government and Public Service at Texas A&M University. Such a mouthful. Uh, Catherine has been with the Bush School for 19 years, handling much of the school's recruitment, um, marketing, communications, and events, as well as overseeing the general admissions process for its on-campus degrees. Catherine attends and presents at national conferences geared for graduate admissions professionals and is constantly learning to keep up in this fast-paced world. Kudos to you, because I still have not. <laughs> Catherine is married, has two daughters, attending Texas A&M is a dedicated softball player, enjoys fire pit time in her husband's cooking, and loves serving alongside the incredible Bush School students who are so dedicated to others. I'm going to need to take notes, Catherine, on this, how you get your husband to cook for you. <laughs> I haven't figured that one out yet. Ashley has been with the Bush School for almost six years. She spent over four years as a student service program coordinator for the Office of Extended Education before transitioning into her role working with on-campus students. Ashley is heavily involved in recruitment communications and efficiency and is, and she processes all applications for the school's four on-campus degrees and national security affairs certificate. Ashley is married, passionate about Aggie football and basketball and loves animals, boo, to being allergic to them. I know. <laughs> Ashley is honored to play a role, I'll bet small, as students start their journey as public servants. Today, we'll be diving into the recruitment process, traditionally what was done, how COVID affected that, and what will be trans transitioning back into the traditional process or implement new ones moving forward. So welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thanks for having us. I should have more coffee but try, before I try to read all that. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> mm -hmm. no, no, I totally read it because I can't memorize that much. I nobody expected you to memorize it it's okay I mean some people might have but you know my children take all my brain cells these days yeah that's what does it that's great um, so, so let's just start out with the basics when are there basics what are the basics well like when it starts um what was the traditional process for what seems like a very long process well, when you talk about traditional process, I mean, that part really didn't change through any of this pandemic. It's still the same timeline, same deadlines. We still got to get it all done. It was just a little trial and error with some new Zoom components we didn't know existed and how to make it work. Um, but traditionally, it, you know, we go by a calendar year versus an academic year. And so academic year is how my mind works. But with the deadlines and how they hit, it then changes things to a calendar year. So it's kind of off um, because we have deadlines for our master public service and international affairs that hit in January. That means that if someone comes to us after that date, we're really pushing them to the next year. So it oh. almost is supposed to follow that calendar year, um, but it, it, it's always off a little bit. So we're just restarting and revamping sometime in March and April. There's a new cycle that gets put up. We've got to get all of our uh, marketing materials updated, a new recruitment plan, new communications, 
um, trying to just reset it all in the summer, which by then people are asking, when's the application open? You're like, I'm getting to it. Just give me a little more time. (laughs) put Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. We'll circle back. Correct. Correct. So what is that would be confusing. So the timeline for it, um, so like for fall, when does that application process start for y'all? Like when does it, I guess the floodgates open? <laughs> so I, I'll say Knocking that on the door every five seconds. August is when the application opens. So anything we're doing over the summers to get ready for that August one, second, third, whenever, Um, opening date. And then that's also how we built our recruitment plan. So that's putting traditionally me on the road a lot during September, October, it slows down the first part of November. Um, In the meantime, you know, Ashley and Justin are holding down the fort as much as they can with any of the events that are going on, all the emails that are rolling in the phone calls. And then we also have two other programs. So the MIP program, the Masters of International Policy admits every semester. So I don't have a start and stop for an admission cycle. The big one is in March, but I still have to, as soon as I get those people admitted and I get them taken care of, I've got to focus on international policy and get them in for summer and fall. And then there's a certificate in national security affairs that I also admit students for. So I have to get those applications in and admit them. So that's like nonstop. Yeah, say, so what I'm hearing nonstop. is there's like no level of self-care that's allowed at any point during the nope. <laughs> <with> vacation. <laughs> All right, so that nixes the next question of, so when do you get to breathe again? Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Well, you know, the funny part is I lose hours just about every year for vacation time. Mm-hmm. Because people go, this is crazy. You guys work all these hours, take some vacation time for yourself. But when? Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to do and you fall so far behind that you then have to put out an out of office message and then handle the 30 to 40 that came in that day. It's just a never ending battle. And people don't realize just what it all takes. And that also includes, and I didn't mention this a while ago, but there's all these different multi-prong approach to this, right? It's not just about me being on the road with travel. It's also setting up the marketing plan with Justin and trying to figure out what kind of ads we're putting out and where we're doing it, how much money we can spend. What does it look like? Who's our audience? Um, they all have to be tweaked, whether it's an MIP ad versus someone who's coming in for nonprofit for the public service and what do they want to look like? And then Ashley's handling all that communications part. So Ashley, a little bit on that part, because that's a whole nother episode. So in the summer between when I'm trying to admit students for the certificate for MIP, I'm also working on the lead campaign for this next cycle for MIA and MPSA and the other two. So we have an automated email campaign just to send that out to leads as they come in. But I also am building applications for the next cycle. So I just built an application for spring 2022, and I'm about to have to build the other four applications for next year. So I'm already moving on and building apps. And I also have to make sure scholarships are posted for the current students, make sure their registration holds are removed and make sure that they're either deferred or they're registered and in class, otherwise their admission is canceled. So we were busy. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. There's no, just so we're many not. <laughs> no, I thought we were the only ones that looked two years no. in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. What I'm hearing is there needs to be two or three other right? people. I was, that's what I was thinking. You guys need to grow by like 10. Well, I and like luckily we have a Gantt position, which I'm actually interviewing people for that, which are basically our second year students, the up and coming second year. So we have a couple of great applicants for that, that we're going to interview later today and determine who will that be. So there are liaison between the students because we constantly have people come in and want to visit mm -hmm. and get a tour and talk to a student and they don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from straight from the source, right? So we're always yeah. trying to connect with our students to be able to talk to those prospects and make that connection because that is an important aspect here, which will lead us into a second about that whole process of doing the interview conference weekends. Mm -hmm. um, but you had asked a question, sorry, phone's already ringing. <laughs> you had asked a question earlier about the timeline and we talked about that August is the opening day, but we've moved. We used to have a priority deadline in January with a hard deadline in February. And we would just be processing as fast as we could in order to get those people ready for interviews in February. But we can't, we can't handle the load right now. So when Ashley came in, that was one of the processes is we actually moved up a priority deadline to December now. So it's a really fast, people need to know that they're ready and applying to this program because they can't come to us in February and ask to come in for the fall. We're already, we already moved on. We're interviewing and about to fill our class. So we hold these deadlines as a priority, as a push, just so that we can get those files ready for faculty to start reviewing. And then we'll have a final deadline in January to kind of, because everyone loves to wait last minute. And that's when a hundred of those come in overnight. <laughs> and you said like, I was, I was doing so well. There went Christmas and New Year's. I'm oh. going to be processing applications. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm hearing is there might be a lot of happy hours in y'all's future. <laughs> you know, that would be great if I drank, but I don't. So it's just lots of Dr. Pepper. Or but it, well, bread. see, I will for both of us. Don't worry. It's yeah. <laughs> We'll join a, you. We'll a drink a ton of great recipes for mocktails. So we're yes. good. We got you covered. Yes. So. That's, that's a lot. So how does, what's the process after they come in and you get them ready for, I mean, do they go directly to specific faculty or the department heads? For the, like when you start to do the applications and review for students coming in and then when you go into interview conference weekend, what does that process look like? So Ashley, start that part off with yours and then I'll fill in with interviews. Okay, so uh, in mid-December when the bulk of the applications come in, I'm processing applications over Christmas and the New Year's break, um, but Texas A&M admission shuts down at that time. So like transcripts, test scores and all of that stuff, I still have to wait until everybody returns in January and then hurry up and cram everything into files. So I get files ready. Um, I take a look over all the app materials. I'm communicating with applicants to make sure I have everything that I need. Um, I organize the files. I pull data from multiple different, um, I guess, systems or portals that we use for admissions, compile it all. We um, do our own little rubric. We do, uh, we evaluate applications. Faculty on the IA side are, are looking at applications as they come in and taking a look at that. And then I hand it over 
to the department. So Catherine and I both go into a meeting with the department and the admissions committee and we discuss applications and who we're going to move forward to interview and who we're gonna go ahead and deny at that time. There are some that we hold on to because we just wanna see who, who rolls in at that January 15th deadline or somewhere around there. It's gonna be January 12th next year. But, um, and then at that point, we send out invitations to interview and Catherine takes over from there. Yeah. And then, then it's a matter of trying to make a match. So I'm sending out uh, a survey to the candidates who tell me when their availability is or if they're trying to attend our interview conference weekends, which is one per, right? So one for MIA weekend and one for the mm -hmm. Master of Public Service. And then we had to you know, convert that all to virtual, but we still set the components were the same. We still involved all the same kind of major aspects of time to interact with faculty one-on-one -on -one with those interviews, having the students interact and hear from the current students and the alumni and what it was like to be a student here and jobs after. So all that was still part of it, but I'm trying to make a match based on what they said their interest was on concentrations. So if someone's in the Master of International Affairs, the MIA, and say that they're interested in intelligence, then there's three faculty that I'm going to pull from for intelligence. And then if they're interested in China, then that's going to go to Dr. Norris and maybe one other, Dr. Mew. So I'm trying to make sure that the faculty who will have these students in the classroom have a say-so as to who they want to see in the classroom as well as the student be able to interact with the person they're gonna host, you know, have as their professor. You wanna have that interaction and that connection. And I think that has bode well for us in the past of being able to win over students that originally we were the backup school because we're not in DC. And that's just far-fetched for a lot of people to think, Texas, why am I coming here for grad school? I no wanna snow. do work. Because we're awesome. I know, exactly. we're nicer. <laughs> and they are impressed with it right and we do a lot of hand-holding and work and matching and and they do see that genuineness of both the faculty the staff the students and just get excited about it and then when those offers go out the first part of March because we'll meet again um, as a, a faculty staff kind of group for admissions committee and they'll decide who's admitted and how much funding they get at that time, because all MIA and MPSA students get some level of funding. Yeah, That's nice. that sells well. That. Yeah. <laughs> so then I take all the interview feedback, I put it all back into the master database that we use to admit students. So that way SA and IA both have their own data. They both want different data so they can have it and can make those decisions, so. Everybody wants different data. <laughs> I thought I, I was overwhelmed. It, I know. Can we, I write? Can we just make a job just a tiny bit harder? <laughs> yeah. More specific. Complex. So the matchup between the student and the faculty member, is that unique to the Bush School or is that something that people would see in other master's programs? No. Most schools are not going to take the time to interview. There's a few that have a component where it's optional. And so students can ask to have an interview built in, but this is a, a huge time commitment. And while we're still relatively manageable with 250 or so applications, 
Um, there are schools in the DC area, for instance, they're getting over a thousand applicants. There's just no way they could do this. So it's our way of being able to stand out and make that connection. And it works for many students, but as you can imagine, they're applying to three to five other schools. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is a more of a component of how much funding are you giving me? I love you, you're great, but somebody else gave me a full ride offer. Well, I can't compete with that. Yeah. So you should we take do our that. best. <laughs> yeah. So what does that look like for the new campus in DC? Are you guys going to be able to maintain that same interaction with the Bush School campus up there now? So that is actually, they have their own staff and their own okay. faculty there. So they are basically recruiting for their own um, programs okay. and managing it. So we're going to meet with them when it comes time to figure out who's going to be at what fairs when, so that we're aware. And if we're next to each other, we don't poach off of each other in a sense. Um, but they are developing their own master's program there that will be a two-year program that will be like the executive MIP kind of level. So we're just going to figure out how to work together. And then maybe eventually our students can spend a semester there. It's been vague talk of that, but that's to come a few more years. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great idea, especially if you want some more hands-on experience than, you know, what good old Texas can offer. Right. Why are you shaking your head? Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> it's just rude. So how, with all of this hands-on stuff that y'all did, how were you able to accommodate last year? Like for COVID, social distancing, were you still able to go out and do the recruiting hands-on? No. So I haven't mm -hmm. been able to go anywhere since March, right? We got our interview conference in last year in mm -hmm. 2020. In that that last February, and then it all shut down the first part of March. So um, I had to refund at least one airline that I've, I've got to rebook. Um, we didn't, we weren't allowed to go anywhere, but we still held at least one event that I could do in person. And that was the open houses. I just limited enrollment until it filled up and then I would open another one. Um, but everything else has been webinars online through Zoom. We've been doing informational sessions. I've still been attending grad fairs that are usually done through a couple of different portals um, that we're used to now. So we set up a, a, a fair um, page in there and people come and visit us. And Ashley and I do a lot of quick chatting <laughs> and then keep those up and put them back in. And a lot of marketing. Uh, it's been great having Justin in the office now. He's been here two years now. Mm -hmm. um, and he handles all our digital marketing. And so he's the one creating the ads and helping me figure out where and when and how often and yeah. All that fun stuff. Yes. So do you think doing all this stuff virtually, did you get more interest? Do you think the interest was about equal for the students that were curious about the Bush School? You know, it gives people another way to outreach to you that they're comfortable with after a while. They're like, Zoom, that's easy. And they can go on to those webinars. Um, I didn't see, a, I don't think, a whole lot of difference in the attendance of those webinars. I think just there's some missed opportunities that if I'm at a grad fair that I can poach people off other people's tables next to me that <laughs> um, I couldn't do with this. Here you're just going, please come see me. And you try to email the list if you have it ahead of time to visit. Um, it's just harder to get their attention, which I think is why the digital marketing 
was very helpful this year. And we didn't talk about this because this is a whole other aspect, but one component that admissions were seeing across universities everywhere was that some people couldn't get into the GRE test. And so a lot of schools started waiving it this, this past oh, year. Yeah. Uh, we had already instituted that the year before of making it an optional aspect. Um, but I know that that was very influential for people to be able to go, oh, I don't have to take the GRE. Oh, okay, you're on my list. Because it's, it's a lot of pressure on people. That test is hard. Mm-hmm. It is $200. <laughs> so I think that also helped us be able to weather this better was that we had it optional and people came to us. I wish I would have had that option. That's one of the reasons I never pursued a master's was because I don't like taking tests and I don't want to pay for something that I was probably going to fail. <laughs> it, it's a lot of pressure. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. So um, since you guys did a lot of stuff online, what did interview conference weekend look like this year? Did you see anything? Did you do anything that you might use again for this year? Or you're going to go straight back to in-person and just have a big bash? I think we're going to go ahead and go back to the way we were because the faculty and the department heads really see the value of bringing people in. But there's a different event that we hold. Um, It's the public service weekend that we hold in the fall that we've traditionally brought people here to do. And I think we may leave it as a virtual event in the fall because we can reach more people. Mm -hmm. And we already had to change that last year and figure out how to make a lot of those chat rooms work and the breakouts. And I think we may try another year of it virtual and see if we continue to like it that that way, because money goes a lot further when I don't have to feed them, you know, multiple times. And I was paying their transportation mm. to that fall event. And it just limited it. Only 30 people could come here. Whereas online, I can open it up to the advisors, the, yeah. the candidates, everybody. Yeah. So was all this through Zoom? Yes. So, so what do we think of Zoom? It's easy. I like but I've, been, I've been petitioning with IT to get something better that's better suited for things like that, like, you know, conferences and better breakout rooms. And if you're going to, you know, attend these um, recruitment fairs and things like that, Zoom is not the best for all of that. But if it works for you, that's awesome. I hate Zoom. Well, what we had <laughs> As to I say figure. that while we're using it, but <laughs> I hate Zoom. Well, what we had to figure out. So Catherine schedules, I mean, up to 18 interviews at a time. On during ICW. So she's got 18 interviews going at one time. Well, Zoom only allows you to schedule two under an account. So I had to set some up. She had to set some up. Dylan had to set some up in order to make that work. So that was the only thing. And then breakout rooms, you can't, you can only schedule or set it up for one session of breakout rooms prior, but during you have to frantically scramble to try to rearrange the breakout rooms and relabel them for the next session. So that's my only I wish that part was different. Well, we so, did learn. We did learn that faculty could set theirs up and leave it the same one the whole time. And yeah, I wish yeah. I'd known that before. <laughs> yep. And then I could just assign that one room with the same code over and over and over and over. But so I learned that lesson late. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> TJ, because I feel like we've had this conversation. You're probably wrong. J- Rude. Stop. Why do you mean? I haven't had enough coffee for you yet. It's coffee. Mm-hmm. Didn't Zoom do an update 
And I swear we are still in the basic plan as a university, but isn't there an upgrade that allows for a lot more breakout sessions, the meeting, all that stuff? So like, right, yeah, yeah, we're on, right. yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> and they yeah. allow for, it's more like conference style yes. breakout rooms. Yes. yes. It's on the next plan. Yeah. So I'd love to know how we can finagle that with our IT department. Because it would be extremely start a helpful. Petition. So we could start one. <laughs> just put Chris in a room and let us all go at him. I'm sure he'd Anyways. that. <laughs> he'd love it. He likes talking to people. Mr. Mayor. Yes, <laughs> yes he is. <laughs> yeah. What else you got, Good TJ? Um, did your application numbers go up? Or yes. your enrollment numbers? Yes. I like and, a lot. And, well, and, you know, for instance, the Master Public Service went up uh, almost by 50 applications. But I, again, I think part of that has to do with the GRE option. And if the economy is not optimal for people finding employment, guess where they go? <laughs> so the worse the economy is, the better for us in grad admissions. <laughs> so we, we always fair. get some little benefit out of that. Yeah. We had a record number of apps in the MIA program this year. So yep. awesome. I'd like to say it's us. It's all us. It's all y'all. But it's not. It <laughs> is. Oh, it's okay. You take all the credit. Yes, you y'all. should. Y'all do a lot. Yeah. So how did um engagement for the faculty go? Were they roaring, you know, to do all this online stuff? You know, I hear from other university admissions people uh, and they hear how we do interview conference weekend and they say, how in the world do you guys get so much invested by your faculty to do that? And we're just blessed with the expectation that the department had set that this is important for who we are in College Station to help, you know, include that aspect to make that connection with students. And so they are part of it and, and it didn't change this year I mean, we've always done it was skype before now it just all mm. changed to zoom which is even I mean, it took one more step for me but I, I eventually got it um, for them to do it but they were just as you know participate participatory as they have been in the past it was wonderful we, we love our faculty and how they get involved and and help we do too it's been nice to have them in the building this semester they've been the nicest out of everybody <laughs> I mean, most of them are nice. The only time they really get not Bush School, but faculty in general have even gotten frustrated is more the technology aspect when something's yeah. not working like it's supposed to and they just right. don't know what to do. Right. You know, and you throw that out there, you know, keep in mind that our winter storm that hit mm -hmm. us was the week of the first Master of Public Service interview conference weekend. Oh, and man. the app deadline for SA. Yes. For MPSA. So I was literally <laughs> logging into my computer every hour, rolling power outages, trying to download apps and process apps because ICW was in two days. Wow. And I didn't get that aspect because I didn't have power. So the rolling joke is <clears throat> I came up here to spend the night because I didn't have any power. So myself and my height, well, she was now a college freshman. She and I stayed up here because we had water and we had refrigerator with food. We None of that at the house was working and we didn't want to open up the fridge. So I came up here and spent long hours. That was scheduling, just 
trying to figure out, are we even going to be able to do this? Because the faculty were then starting to decline their interviews because they didn't have any power. (laughs) So we're going, all right, we're supposed to start on Thursday. All right, what if we move it back to Friday and we'll just do Friday, Saturday. And the dean came in and he gave me that whole, let's push him forward. Let's make it happen. And so after he got involved and said, okay, guys, this is happening. We're going to do it. Then it all just went right through and smoothed it out from there on. So, shoo, that was good. not something I want to repeat. No. Yeah. I don't think any of us do. Uh, that's a lot of family time that I'm not used to. <laughs> Surprised we all came out alive. Yeah. Hey, but a future fun fact, if you ever have to have that happen again, we do have a green room with a shower in our building. Good to know. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, it still works. It still runs water and there's towels. (laughs) That was just this nightmare week of figuring out with all those applications. And because we didn't get a chance to meet that week, we had to meet the week after, which gave us 80 more applications that I didn't have an interview conference weekend to put them all in. So that was individual me setting up for 80 people in two weeks. You talk about faculty involvement. That was me just going, please <laughs> take these when I offer them. <laughs> so it happened. You know, I'm wonderful. very impressed that you guys stay as upbeat and positive as you do through all of this, <laughs> because I probably would have lost my mind halfway through. I'd have been like, I'm done. Just give the laptop away. I'm out. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've told Catherine is we work really well together. So when she is down about something, I can kind of bring her up, but vice versa. So we just kind of bounce off of each other and we both know we got to get the job done. You got to pick each other up and, and let's go. So it, it, it's been, it's been nice working with her. That's good. A really awesome dynamic to have. Yes. Yeah, it would be nice. You know, when nice. your staff <laughs> decides to lift you up instead of talk down to you. <laughs> I'm dying. I don't, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> really? Well, we're about to do performance evaluation, so you're about to find out what that feels like. Oh gosh, yes. Put down. I have to work on that still. <laughs> yeah, Mary emailed me this morning. She's like, "Can you meet on this day?" And I was like, "Oh Lord, that's in like two weeks. I'm not prepared." <laughs> Actually, no, that's next week. Yeah. What's today? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what today is, but it's today. All I know is Deanna's leaving us. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's gonna be in your performance eval, Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm always. Yeah expecting something. You ran off the marketing random. intern. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did not. Meanwhile, she she's it. just laughing at y'all. Yeah, she always, that's what she does in her office because we can yell to each other because, you know, we still yell like we were upstairs. We do too. Yep. Yeah. And Deanna, you'll just hear a chuckle from the other room. And I'm like, oh, is that funny? <laughs> yeah. So did you guys, is there anything that you wish you would have done differently looking back? I mean, if you removed the whole ice storm and all that aspect out of it, but for the most part, do you think this past year with recruitment and all the things you had to host went pretty well considering all things? I do. Um, In fact, I know there's some things that we'll continue to use because of those timelines working and adjustments. Um, it's just been, again, a blessing to the people that we work with, but having mm-hmm. Ashley as a partner on this, who knows so much more about the sales force and the new web admit, getting it pulled up and how to maneuver it. And we're just getting more efficient 
to be able to handle these increased loads. And so it, it frees up time for both of us to tackle something else. Um, I guess that's the efficiency part of it is great, but then we just figure out something else to put on our plate after having done it. I'm gonna need that to slow right. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like on their level all the time, TJ. It's like- They need to take time for themselves. Well, yes, they always do. Look, we can start, that's a petition we should start with the Dean. But you just let him handle recruitment. We'll do your nails, you can relax, we can dim the lights. TJ can wax your eyebrows, wax your eyebrows. you know, we can massage. You can. Well. I've got a big giant those- ball you can come stretch on. <laughs> Jamie's got her yoga mat. You can do some exercises. Yeah. We'll just all the things oh, as my three-year-old likes to say. All the things. <laughs> all, all of the, the things. things. Yeah. That's cute. That's well, cute. I'm glad this year went well for y'all. Like, like I said, considering all things, it sounds like you know, school's never going to slow down. You're always going to have student options and applicants. And that's really exciting. And I'm looking forward to having y'all stuff in person again this year. Um, it'll be nice we're slowly getting back into things and um yeah (laughs) tj does all the um you know the submissions for requests so poor tj she's finally starting to feel the pressure that jamie used to feel yeah and i can understand why jamie always stayed so organized (laughs) i tried to tell you oh no i know i know we could always, but, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, you want to do three or four events, events in a day? Yeah, we can do that. It's cool. Like we got this. Like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. It's hard to explain to some people when you aren't in it day in and day out. And we would love to do five, six events in a day, but you know, flipping rooms and time, it's just not feasible in certain spaces. So especially when catering is involved, but Well, we really want to thank you guys for joining us today. It really was a pleasure to hear from y'all. And I'm very excited to uh, see you guys more. You know, August 1, we finally all have to be here. But (laughs) I think Ashley and I've been here just about every day since the break. Yep. Yeah, we've been trying. Um, Staff's better at than I am. For some reason, I work better at home. I tend to be a distraction for everybody. So when I stay away, everybody seems to be a bit more efficient. (laughs) So um, I've been doing quite a bit at home, but it'll be nice now that classes are almost over. It'll be nice to have the building slightly quiet again, but be able to do what we are here to do. Well, like I said, thank you again for joining us. And next time on Coffee Talk, I have no idea. Are we meeting with Aaron? (laughs) It's Aaron, isn't it? No, it is not Aaron. It's Andrew. Oh yeah, we squeezed one in there. I forgot we're doing an AV one. Yay. Yeah, I see I'm not here today. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Goodbyes are fun. Thank y'all. We'll <laughs> come see by you guys and see soon. us. <laughs> yes, come by and see us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on Coffee Talk. Make sure to visit our website, apcc.tamu.edu, where you can subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show or didn't, leave (laughs) leave a review or comment um, or word of mouth. Tell a friend about us and help us out. Thanks for listening.